Hi, Divines. Did you know you can record your own podcast just like me? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum views. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one easy place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And stay divine. Hi, Divines. It's your girl, Otisia Lynette, and I wanted to give us a new introduction for Season 2. Season 2 is going to be a little more calm, a little more cool, a little more collected, a little more loving. This season is a very important season for me because it is going to finish out 2020. So I want to be more real, more relatable, more transparent. I am so thoroughly enjoying our conversation and the talks we are having. This has become very therapeutic for me. It has allowed me to look inside my own soul, my own spirit, and do a lot of reflective work, a lot of inner child work, a lot of shadow work. And I am very thankful you are on this journey and path with me. And let's continue season two. Stay divine and stay blessed. Hi, Divines. It's your girl, Otisia Lynette, back with another episode. So today's episode is kind of going to be, it's not really like spar of the moment episode, but I mean, I've been thinking about doing it for a while. I have talked about it um, previously, but today's going to be part one of um the father and daughter episode that I did promise. I know a lot of you have mother and daughter issues and it has really touched me tremendously how much a lot of you have related and really um connected with the mother and daughter issue, uh mother and daughter issue episode. So I'm hoping that this episode um really touches the ones that have uh problems with your father or your um uh the man that raised you or you know was the most important man in your life whoever that may be so um yeah so before we start let's because this is my this is going to be a doozy um let's just take a moment I'm kind of nervous if you can't tell so bear with me you guys because talking about my dad is kind of like like you you'll see in a minute so let's just take a moment to take a deep breath Breathe in and breathe out. How are you doing emotionally? How are you doing mentally? How are you doing physically? How are you doing spiritually? And how are you doing financially? Take another breath in. Hold that breath. Place your hands on your diaphragm. breathe out hi divines how are you guys doing i hope you guys are doing well um mercury is in retrograde so (laughs) that that about sums it up for most of us so i am a gemini as you know gemini game and i was born six six so (laughs) i'm a summer gemini so mercury retrograde for me right now is like (laughs) you know So to all my Geminis out there that, you know, are feeling it, baby, I understand. So as I said, this episode is going to talk a lot about um, father and daughter issues. I am going to do part two of the mother and daughter. It's not even a part two. Like it's really because this podcast has kind of become like an open diary for me, almost in a sense. And I I'm always using myself as an example to let people know, like, shit could be worse or like you will get through it so that's kind of going to be the same way I'm going to do today's episode and I'm debating whether or not I mean my 
family does know I have a podcast and um, they do know that it's starting to become successful. So I don't know if I'm going to send this particular episode to my father because my dad is um, my pop pop. That's what I call him, pop pop. My pop is my best friend. But at the same time, me and my pop pop are the same person like oof, it's just almost in a sense like like when I get mad um my family says I turn into little Otis and sometimes that doesn't offend me and sometimes that angers me even more because when my father gets mad he my, my pop take it to like to the left like he do not kill like you know how people say um people start at zero and then go to 100 my pops start at 100 so he can only like he wake up on 100 so like there's no like get to 100 he start at 100 so anything above that like you already know so um this episode is really it's really to let girls and women who are listening know no matter your age because you can be 12 21 102 and have father issues but I think a lot of us harp on our mother issues a lot and we don't address our father issues because it's easier to like blame your mom for a lot of stuff and I've been doing a lot of shadow work a lot of soul searching you guys know and I'm my pop is not I can talk to him about anything and I literally mean anything because me and my brother were not okay so let's do a backtrack into my childhood real quick Er, let's bring it back so um I grew up in well I was born in South Georgia I stayed there for a little bit to like I was like three or four um and then I moved to Florida Tampa Bay um my father and my family his side of the family is um originally from Florida so I'm a good good part of my family stays in Miami um and my dad is a very <clears throat> what's a good way to say it he's a man's man like my dad is a very take care of the house you know stern mean what he say you know um neighborhood come to him if they need something type man but if you know me and you know my family then you know and I'm debating what I'm gonna name this episode I think I know what I'm gonna name it but I'm not sure yet so If you know my family, you know um, one of the things my dad is known for is being a reformed drug lord. And, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that on the podcast. I've been debating about opening up about that. But my daddy used to be one of the largest drug lords to come out of not just South Georgia, but like Southeast America. Um, My daddy has been to prison numerous occasions. My father, um, for my 20, a lot of people ask me, what, what did I want, excuse me, for my 21st birthday? And people assume, because if you know me, like, I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm spoiled, but my father has, like, given me a lot of things I've wanted. And I didn't want a purse or shoes or my hair and my nails did, because my, not to, not to sound boisterous, but my father provides that on a regular basis. So what he was when I was living in his house. But I wanted my father to get off of parole because I found out when I was like 20, um, my father had been on parole my entire life. Like he was on parole before I was born. And that's all I wanted was for my father to get off papers. And I'm trying not to cry. So I might not send this to him. But Two weeks before my 21st birthday, my dad and my mom left to go to Florida one day um, because it's not that far from uh, my hometown. And my father came home that afternoon. I was smoking on the back porch and my parents cool like that. (laughs) 
And um, he told me to come inside and he had, my dad had on his workstation with his, um, near his printer, he had his parole papers and he was off parole. He did it. I asked him and he got off parole. And for a lot of people, that might not sound like a big deal. But if you know my father, my father is, when people say like, they old man, OG, my daddy is the OG. Like he's not an OG, he is the OG. My daddy is the plug. Like my daddy is that nigga. Like my daddy, my I grew up, my lifestyle and my childhood is, as I've gotten older, is extremely different from children that were not raised in a I love my dad's side of the family but in a criminal drug induced toxic environment my dad's side of the family they hustlers they go getters they they money hungry they gonna get it any means necessary and by any means necessary I mean that like McKinnis that's that's what we gonna do we gonna get money like that's what the M state I remember one of my um uncles well technically he's like my dad's cousin so but I call him my uncle um my uncle Tony said that's what the M and McKinnon stand for money like that's what we gonna do but money's the root of all evil and um my fam- my dad's side of the family I love them they will go to war for me if I call them if me and a bitch get into it and I call my cousins from Miami baby I- I'm telling you shit gonna go left cause they gonna pop in this motherfucker that's what they do but my family is very violent my family has a history of addiction of domestic violence of rape of um abuse of um narcotics oh my god narcotics uh and that traumatized me and I didn't know I was being traumatized as a child and the thing with my father was my father at a young age a young age experienced a enormous amount of trauma that he has never got therapy for he's never got help for he's never you know dealt with the demons from his mother from his father um how he grew up the amount of racism he experienced the choices he decided to make in order to be the man that he is now and my father has changed his life thank god um he his attitude and his temper and his anger he is working on but my father has got nicer he has got more gentler over more gentle i said gentler more gentle over the years he is working on listening and understanding but at the same time like that's it's not that it's just started but it's kind of been like the last two two and a half years I would say and he still like has a lot of work to go and the trauma that he experienced he did he didn't give me that same trauma but my father did traumatize me and an example is I tell people um my father didn't ra- raise no weak bitch and I mean that. Like, I love my mother to death. I love everything about my mom. But my mama did not teach me how to be a woman. My mama did not teach me how to live. My mama did not teach me how to be a human. Like, my mama taught me. She taught me a lot of things. But being able to suffice for myself and take care of myself, my mother did not teach me that. My father taught me that. My father, from a young age, made me the soul uh, the soul son in his life like my father my mother and my brother know for a fact that my father loves them would give their life for them but they will tell you everybody will tell you my father just loves me he has admitted it in a different way he is obsessed with me and when I say it girls go I would love for my father to be obsessed with me I would love for my father to just be all in my life and to just care so much about everything I got going on because a lot of girls did not grow up with their father. A lot of girls did not have their father in their life. A lot of girls never met their father, their father, or they knew their father and they openly watched him choose not to have a relationship with them. And my father is the complete opposite. I remember 
when I was about seven or eight and my father was in Florida prison and he would write me letters um, about bunnies and rabbits and all type of stuff and that's one of the reasons I fell in love with Alice in the Wonderland my mama already that's her favorite movie and then that's how my obsession with like bunnies and um stuff started like even in prison my daddy made an effort like he was going to have contact with us um when my daddy wasn't in prison and and mind you it was so many times my dad was in prison growing up and like in and out of prison and he didn't think me and my brother knew but we knew and um it was my father just my we my mother left my father when I was um about six and she moved us to South Carolina which is very far from where my father stayed in Florida and he still made an effort regularly like to come get us um him and my mother actually would steal us from each other because they wanted us so bad and um I remember in a time in my childhood where my mother and my father had decided my brother was going to stay I don't even know if my parents now remember this my mother and my father decided my brother was going to stay with my mother and I was going to stay with my father and my mom was very very upset about that and I was just I was a child and at that moment just watching her break down and she didn't want me to leave I called my dad and told my dad I was going to stay with my mom and that moment like really hurt my dad I can tell because all throughout my childhood he would say you chose your mom over me you chose your I didn't like I wasn't like I chose my mom it was like I didn't know what to do and um my dad felt real hurt that a lot of the times he wanted to come get me and my brother we would say no to stay with my mom and it wasn't because we loved my mom more but my mom is a bipolar depressed violent schizophrenic and um manic depressing actually and my father just does not understand that he just does not understand how my mother is as crazy as she is and it's weird because he's like madly in love with her they've been together 25 years and are the craziest people you will meet um and their relationship traumatized me the way I watched my dad love my mom, the way I watched my dad abuse my mom, the way I watched my dad break my mom down, like fuck my head up because my dad has always put me forefront of everything. So he treated my mom like shit and treated me like royalty in the same house. Um, I remember the first time my dad, when my dad got out of prison and he immediately started making money, he, you know, went back to immediately providing and he bought me a designer purse and my mother was livid I remember being at my uh, father's mother's house my grandmother's house and my mother was in the living room livid and she was saying my daughter is not gonna have a designer purse before me and she was going on and on and my dad had to go get her another purse because like I had already picked that out so I'm wearing this y'all I don't know what you're doing but I'm wearing this but it was like stuff like that And that really fucked up me and my mom's relationship because we always felt like we were, well, we always felt like we were pinned against each other because my mother felt like she was in competition with her child for her husband. And I'm like, girl, I ain't in competition with nobody. And my dad's obsession with me grew as I got older to the point where it was just like control, like my father is a control freak he hates when we tell him this but my father need well i'll say last year the last two three years me and my mother and my brother started booking and now he isn't nearly as controlling as he used to be but my father used to be like hateful about it like do what he say when he say how he say if he didn't do if you didn't do it like that like oh my god the way my father would talk to us behind closed doors was like nigga and then it was weird because our family would go you guys don't know how blessed you are he does this he does that and it's like do you know like my father got mad one day and called me a bitch I will never forget that we were in my garage 
in well in our, our family's garage and he got mad and called me a bitch now my father calls when he gets mad everybody a bitch and when my father gets mad he gets disrespectful i don't care how old how young black white i don't give a fuck when my father gets mad everybody get cussed the fuck out and i've seen my daddy cuss his own mother out but then you have to understand their father and mother dynamic to understand why he does that or why he used to and it was just a lot of seeing two sides of my father going growing up um I remember when I was five years old and I was at school one day and it was around Christmas time and we watched uh, a Christmas movie and it was you know the holiday season I was really excited and me and my brother asked my mom and to this day my father denies this story he says this does not this did not happen but my brother and my mother both vividly remember it and tell him that it did happen and it was Christmas time and uh I made some cookies for Santa and my daddy has OCD like really 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 bad OCD and he needs things to be put away everything has a place and at that time he was overly strict about how he wanted his house and he wanted me to me and my brother to eat the cookies or put them up and I was like no I'm leaving them out for Santa and eventually it must have just aggravated him that I wouldn't do what he said and in order to get me to submit my father goes and this is exactly how he said it Oticia, where the fuck do you think Santa gonna come? We live in an apartment with a balcony. We ain't got no fireplace. If you see a fat ass white man bringing you and your brother gifts, come and let me and your mama know. Ain't no Santa Claus. Me and your mama work too goddamn hard for you to think some fat white man provide for you. I do that shit. Santa is not real. Put them cookies up. And that at like five that'll break you because at that moment to my father he was just you know being real with me and letting me know but what he didn't know was that took away my innocence because at that moment it hit me well if Santa Claus ain't real ain't shit real so at five my world was like okay I was lied to a lot in this bitch and a lot of shit ain't real and at five you should still believe at Santa Claus at six at I honestly believe kids should not stop believing at Santa Claus so they're like maybe 10 11 I know that sounds crazy but like 10 11 maybe even 12 is when kids should stop believing in Santa Claus but at five and it was a lot of that growing up like my father my father is a realist and he had to do what he had to do to make a way but it's like I want to tell him that's not my fault it's not my fault you chose to be a drug lord like that has nothing to do with me because I've reaped the the benefits and the repercussions like I have friends that are envious that I grew up in the bricks and when I say bricks I mean projects like I hear a lot of girls talk about being hood bitches and jumping off the porch and getting it out the mud. But like, okay, so let's break it down. For me personally, being a hood bitch does not mean you can fight and you date a nigga that sell dope every now and then and you get rowdy when you go to the club and you know you always got the latest designer and all the trap niggas want you and you got bitches like that's that's not a hood bitch that could be anybody um my mother is a hood bitch um my aunt Nikki is a hood bitch my aunt Shafe, hood bitches. Like when I say hood, I'm and jumped off the porch. I mean 
bitches that had to start selling dope by the age of 13. That's a hood bitch. Bitches that had to start popping pussy before they got their license so they could feed the people in their household is hood bitches. Bitches that don't, you know, ran books with a nigga. And if you don't know what run books mean, then you're not a hood bitch. Bitches that don't have the white prints. And if you got to ask white prints for what or on what, you're not a hood bitch. Like, when I say hood bitch, I mean, like, you did not have help. You were not given help. You were not provided for. The only skills you were taught were skills that you could only use in the streets. Not skills you could take to a legal job. Not skills that would help you get a degree in school, but skills that would help you survive on the street. Those are hood bitches to me. You dating a nigga that sell dope in college in a little baggie in his room or your dorm room, that's, baby, that's, that's, that's not the same thing. Like, dope boys, I'm gonna tell y'all something. Dope boys, dope dealers, drug lords are all different things. That, that's not the same thing. A dope boy and a dope dealer and a drug lord is not the same thing. Like, Pablo Escobar and and Frank Lucas and um uh what's old guy in Mexico El Chapo those are not drug lords those are narcotic creators like they created the game of narcotics when I say drug lords I mean like big beach type shit like that's what my daddy was on like make calls niggas get knock the fuck off like it wasn't no question I I grew up with if I went to Walmart and I went down the toy aisle and I picked one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve toys and my mama said no my daddy said at least yes to 18 just to piss her off and I didn't even ask for them at least three of them you know what I'm saying like that's but it was still it was still like I grew up I grew up in a environment where I only had, and I'm sorry if you hear noise, I live in Atlanta and my next door neighbor, sorry. Um, but it was like, I grew up in a, and it was almost like two different lives because my mother is not like my father. Like she's not a go-getter, this and that. So my dad and my family took care of us a lot because that just wasn't my mom. She didn't work. She didn't do any of that at all. So, and then plus, like, mom was like, that shit crazy. So, um, uh, I raised me and my brother a lot because my father wasn't there when, because he was in Florida. And my, when we were with my father, it was a different world than being with my mother. And then when they got back together around, like, when I first started college, it was weird because it was, like, years of separation and then we moved with my moved in with my dad as like a family again. And immediately I went back to being like a little girl. Excuse me. A little girl because my dad was so like controlling and obsessed with me. And I remember one day he was just calling my name and I was so tired of him just needing something every two fucking minutes. And my mom was like, damn, Otis, I'm tired of you calling her name. Like every two minutes, Tisa, TT, boo girl, baby girl, what you doing? Where you at? You want, like, I love spending time with my daddy. I love spending time with my father. I love hanging out with him because my father and my mother were, they, they were realist parents and they did not shelter us in the least. Like my mom and my daddy kind of pushed me and my brother off the porch. Like, just just go. You you gonna be okay. Like my father and my mother talked to us about sex and drugs, getting pregnant, giving head, getting head, um, uh, dealing drugs, what type of drugs was good, what was bad, um, rape, 
uh sexual like my parents talked to us about a lot of stuff because my um mother's favorite quote growing up was if i don't tell you then the street's gonna lie to you so her and my father were upfront about a lot of shit and growing up it was just like it was traumatizing it was just like really traumatizing and I don't think my father understood just having him in and out my life the good and bad times the things I've witnessed and the way he talked to me the way he treated me how that really like impacted my relationship with men um my trust my ability to connect with men like I remember after high school when I started doing more of the things I wanted to do people would tell me OTC you like a nigga OTC you built like a nigga you act like a nigga I would like when I was dating dudes they'd be like you you emasculate me like you you very mannish and it's weird because I'm I feel like sometimes I'm the most feminine girl you can meet like I'm 411 I'm really small I have a cute voice like <laughs> cute smile pretty brown eyes like how how am I like but then like I realized it's the energy and the demeanor and the behavior and the mentality my father put in my head like my father did not raise me as a woman my father raised me as a person not even like as a man my father raised me as a person that's gonna do whatever you gotta do to make it in this world like you gonna get it you gonna survive shit gonna be hard but you gonna be okay like I ain't raised no weak bitch I remember when my daddy told me that I ain't raised no weak bitch like you not weak and until a few days ago I was like I've lately been dealing with so much of my childhood trauma and my parental anger you guys know on the podcast I talk a lot about how my mom and my daddy get on my nerves but it was like I don't know like lately I've been talking to so many girls and I've been noticing just so much about my generation and the way other girls now I'm not saying I'm perfect and I'm not saying I haven't done some fucked up shit but I've it's certain shit I've never had to go that low to or I've never been that low because my father has taught me I'm better than that if shit get that bad he got my back and that I'm gonna be okay like I've always got a plan I'm always able to pick myself up I'm always able to pull myself out of the darkest of mentalities because my daddy don't been to prison my daddy don't been um beat by the police my daddy has been on the run for like 11 years straight real nigga never got caught um uh my daddy like and I'm not saying this to just say this because some people are gonna go she just bragging this and this no baby you Otis McKinnon you can go I mean thank god my daddy you know when you hear this pop pop <laughs> I'm sorry um he's not the same person he is all charges you know have been dealt with he's clean he's good he's not doing anything he abides by the law so if your daddy you know is a reformed hood nigga shout out to your pops but um like you can go look up my dad like my dad really did this shit um and lately I've been thinking like yes he traumatized me yes he hurt me yes there are a million conversations me and him have to have about the way he raised me his tone of voice the words he used um the times he wasn't there the times he were there um you know a lot because I really want to talk to my dad about him and my his mother my grandmother's relationship like he loves my grandma um when my grandmother passed rest in peace grandma um he was I mean we were hurt as a family of course but I still think there was a lot from that relationship they needed to talk about and they needed to heal from because I know that's one of the reasons my dad has always been like uberly attached to me and when my grandmother passed it just it got like worse and I know 
you know, we have to heal from all of that. And we are. I'm not going to just let that slide by this year. But at the same time, my father raised a real nigga. Like, I ain't going to lie, y'all. He raised a real bitch. Like, my pops raised a real bitch. I could be mad at my pops for a lot of things. But my pops taught me how to pay bills. So when I moved out, I wasn't like my friends. Like, I knew when shit was due. Like, my pops taught me how to get a job. He taught me how to hustle. He taught me, you know, make sure you when you take care of yourself, you take care of the people. Like, when you eat, everybody eat. Like, that's what my daddy raised me on. Like, my daddy raised me, you ain't never got to fuck for nothing. I know a lot of people going to be offended when I say that. I'm sorry. But I'm not. Like, when people ask me, Otisia, what's the one thing you know you, you, you'll never do? It's a lot of shit I say I'll never do, I'll never do. Like I said, I'll never do some drugs. And I did them anyway let's not talk about it um I might do an episode on that actually but I mean I know I ain't gonna never fuck off I know I ain't gonna never trick for it like I ain't gonna never sell this pussy ever ever I ain't gonna never sell this pussy and it's not because I think well it is because I think I'm too good to sell pussy I'm not even gonna sit on here and cap I'm not gonna cap not even gonna lie I think I'm too good to sell pussy because my father put that in my head. My daddy told me that when I was eight years old. It's a lot of things you're going to do in this world, but you ain't going to fuck off. Like, (laughs) I'm not trying to be funny, but I've watched my father do too much for my option to be, I'm going to fuck a nigga for it. On God, I will rob a nigga before I do it. Y'all better ask about me. Like, I will rob a nigga before I fuck one fuck for it fuck for it like that be y'all first option sometimes i be wanting to ask like okay sidebar let's talk about it when y'all i be seeing like sometimes i get messages i get dms and i love when you guys throw topics at me i love that keep doing that that's what's pushing the podcast baby keep throwing the topics but at the same time, some of them don't be topics. Some of them be questions. And I be wanting to answer. I be wanting to go like, are you asking me how I feel about this personally? Or do you want me to like bring it on the podcast? Because my podcast is my personal op- opinions, feelings, thoughts. And then I'll let you know what like science has proven or astrology or like therapy or mental health experts or educations or professionals in their fields um so on and so forth but like when it's just me i'll let you know um me personally i understand that there are situations where a woman selling her body or having to use her body in order to make a living and survive that is completely different what I'm talking about is bitches that be wanting Birkins and Chanel and Dior and Prada bags and instead of working for it, you find you a nigga and fuck off. That ain't city girl shit. That ain't boss girl shit. Like, I be want to tell y'all that. Like, like, that's not city girl shit. City girl shit is when you own your shit, you got your own money, you can do what the fuck you want to do, you just gonna take this nigga shit or this bitch shit because you want to like that's city girl shit i'm gonna I'm still eat off you because i can and i'm a bad bitch and i'm pretty and i'm gonna do what i want that's city girl shit city girl shit is not laying down and fucking for it just because that's your only option carisha and jt not doing that like that's not what if they let the nigga fuck it's because they've already took from that nigga they turned on after they don't took his money you don't fuck before y'all didn't know that my daddy taught me that not gonna lie like, I remember my pop-pop had a friend. She was a woman. He has a lot of women friends. Um, my mom, my mother was never happy about that. Um, uh, and she told my father, she was like, I'm not a hoe. I just got hoe tendencies. And he was, he looked at me, what the fuck that mean? I didn't even know what to tell the lady, to be honest. I didn't know what to tell the lady. Because I knew my pop was going to take it there. He was like, you not a hoe. You got hoe tendencies. And that stuck with me. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I used to be a hoe. When my daddy hear this, he gonna be upset. Oh my God. But I did. I used to be a hoe. And when, like, when T.I. said he spent time with his daughter, so he called it thought prevention hours. That don't mean shit. I know a lot of girls 
daddies raised them. Most of us that had our daddies in our life and he was overly there and always had to do be there and call 24-7 and control your hair and your nails and what you wore and, you know, who you were friends with and who you hung out with and who came to the house. Most of us turned out to be hoes when we, like, left the house and went to college. Like, I ain't gonna lie to the fuck I want to do. With who the fuck I want to do it with. Like, fuck do you mean? I have freedom now. You cannot tell me what to do and what I can't do it with. I'm gonna get it crack a Nah. I mean, if you know my family, if you know my father, I mean, whole running out of blood. I'm just thankful, you know. I got my life together. I met my wife, and now I'm not like that. So that makes me happy. But like, you can have daddy issues and still be a hoe. Like, I don't think girls know that. I don't, when y'all hear this, think about that. Like, the worse your issues are with your father, the worse it's going to be. And when I say I was a hoe, I was a hoe in the sense that what society called a hoe. Like, I feel like I was sexually liberated. Now, I wasn't just fucking everybody. I mean, I was a hoe in the sense that I wore crop tops or shirts that show a lot of my tummy, stomach, boobs, uh, small skirts, small shorts, half. I was half naked. That's what I would say all the time. I was half naked a lot because like I was really feeling myself when I started college. I'm 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 a bad bitch. So I'm a little like a bad bitch. What do you mean? And um I I feel like that's why like I don't call myself a hoe because I think I'm a hoe I said it because it made bitches that were uncomfortable with their sexuality and with their body and with their image uncomfortable so I did it to like make them uncomfortable because I like making bitches I I like making making bothered bitches uncomfortable like bitches I say all the time I'm 4'11 I'm 100 pounds wet so bitches love to make me feel like oh you shake like a 12 year old boy you got hot dog legs you this and that but bitch i could take your nigga or bitch if i wanted to it ain't about my body and my body still hit like whether you want to admit it or not it's still on point like little coke body bottle like like janae said like what do you mean slim thick with a last like it, it, it pop a little bit if you touch it so when i got to college and I was very sexually liberated and I was feeling myself and I could have sex I I could have sex with who I want to and who I didn't and I'm okay with talking about sex because that's how my family is that's how you know my father raised me my father has been very open about the amount of women he's had sex with who he's like me and my father have been in Piggly Wiggly and we've seen bitches and they've come up and talked to my daddy for three or four minutes and then walked off he'd be like mm, I hit that like the 90s maybe early 2000s i'd be like ew she looked like that nah she ain't look like that when i hit it she don't let that shit go i'd be like why are you nasty like this like that's what what i that's actually one of the funny things about my dad like we could go places and he'll really be like he'll point out the bitches he used to fuck and i know he's not lying because every bitch my daddy has ever fucked every time she see him get really happy it disgusts me actually and i'm just like being sexually liberated for me it didn't come from just because I had daddy issues and I was controlled it came because I was so tired of having daddy issues and being controlled and I don't think fathers know that or daughters ever connect you can come from a really good family you can come from a good good house you could have a lot of love a lot of care a lot of attention and still be traumatized and still be fucked up and still have depression and still want to kill yourself and want to commit suicide you can still be angry at your parents because to the world and to them they did everything right and you know in your body in your mind you fucked me up and there's shit like there you are some of the shit you did is the reason I can't have connections with people or I can't trust people or it's hard for me to make friends or it's hard for me to understand like my father for a long time did not have empathy I he did he had more empathy for homeless people than he did for his mother or his his sisters or brother or his like my father is a 
if you call him and you need money, he'll give you his last dime. But advice-wise, my daddy will break you down. Like, you would rather him keep the money because if he give you advice, you're going to be all type of stupid bitches and why would you do that? And I don't know what to tell you because I ain't stupid like that. And, like, my father used to be very bad at advice. Very bad. Very bad. Like, you, you, he give you $100 for the light bill and then tell you why you was a dumbass for not having the $100. Like, it's, it was a catch-22. So... I don't want anybody to listen to this and feel like, damn, like, maybe I need to talk to my daddy about, you know, yeah, you fucked up, but you were still good. No, this episode isn't to say, like, immediately forgive and forget, but understand parents are not perfect. And now that I'm in my 20s, I don't have kids, but I've helped a lot and I still help a lot with people, children, and my nieces and nephews and god kids and it's just like and not even just kids just being a human being in my 20s and understanding what my mother and father had to feel like with so much pressure on them and then adding children I understand they didn't make the best decisions and I do still want an apology for a lot of shit but at the same time I'm not gonna keep holding this anger and resentment in just because I can't like some of this I'm really ready to let go because I understand like damn at your age I don't know what I would have did with me if we being honest not even gonna lie I don't know so I'm learning I'm learning to have more patience and as I continue to do my shadow work I will update you guys on me and my father's relationship right now we're doing good right now me and my pop pop we doing good. Me and my mama, yeah, yeah. I got, I got to give y'all an update on the mother-daughter relationship. It's to the curveball, but right now, me and my pop, we doing good. So, um, I just want to say thank you guys so much for um tuning in. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so thrilled. We have so many more divine muses that have joined. Um, please remember to like, comment, share, subscribe um, to the podcast. Please remember to share the episode with your friends, your families, your loved ones. Um, I am still running the Starbucks and Cash App giveaway. So you can comment um, on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Leave your Twitter or IG name. Please let me know which one it is because it's hard to find um, users if you don't leave your name. So, like, in the actual comment. So, please, um, you know, leave your name so I can find you. And just thank you guys so much. I know this episode is, like, spur of the moment and, like, out of nowhere. But it just really was on my heart. And I really just wanted to talk to you guys about it. And I wanted to say this episode is sponsored by my friend Ayana. Hey, Ayana. Go, Ayana. Go, Ayana. Ayana. She's sponsoring today's episode. Ayana is a holistic goddess, boss chick. She is my favorite. I'm trying not to cry because she's my best friend. And I love my Ayana. I'm crying, y'all, because I'm a punk. Um, Ayana is a holistic goddess. She has a plethora of talents, but... <clears throat> excuse me at the moment she is still currently taking tarot readings she is doing birth charts she will be a part of my patreon with my friends we are starting a patreon that will allow you to connect with other like-minded women and girls where we talk about mental health spiritual health emotional health financial health um physical health sexual health um being a mother being a student just being a woman in general and you know having a place to come where you can be open and honest and talk about your problems and your depression your anxiety your finances your marriage your relationship your friends your family you know a place where you can come and just love yourself and ayana is our holistic goddess she um has a styles by ayana i will put the instagram 
and Twitter handle in the um, description and the uh, uh, what is it called y'all I went uh, brain fart um, the show description yes in the show description um, Ayana is she's just a beautiful person and she's so amazing and so wonderful and I really want you guys to take a moment and to just go on her YouTube channel and I will put all the links to all her things and just really take a moment to heal yourself because that's what she focuses on look at her readings um look for your sign whether you're a Capricorn whether you're a Taurus whether you're a Leo Virgo Gemini um Aries whatever you are look for your reading look for um just insight onto how to be a better person that's what I would say she's very good at allowing you to understand that astrology isn't just some witchcraft or some voodoo or something you see on twitter astrology and astronomy are real they have very strong connections to our day-to-day life and interactions and how you think, how you move, how you eat, how you sleep. And she really breaks it down in a beautiful, honest, and organic way where it's not like it's astrology for dummies, but you you connect to the tarot readings. You understand what she's saying. You don't feel like she's just making it up out of thin air. Like you understand this is spirit guiding her and allowing her to connect to you and give you a portal and access into parts of your life that you would not have um she also has an amazing amazing jewelry business she has necklaces she has um she also has a holistic business holistic goddess she has necklaces bracelets oils candles um incense teas herbs she is your one-stop shop for healing you inside and out getting your chakras aligned getting in tune with yourself so definitely go check ayana out thank you so much babe for sponsoring this episode and i love you bye divines